Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Dr. Susanna Stoika, a truly amazing woman we'll find as she shares with us about her life and her work. So along with her work as a computer engineer, a certified healing touch practitioner and author, we'll hear how her life, and we can think about this in terms of ourselves, how her life has been a series of experiences and education weaving around each other, a kind of evolution. Dr. Stoika joins us with her latest book, Healing with a Loving Heart. Dr. Susanna Stoika, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to our discussion. And I as well, because uh, this is so important, intriguing, uh, invaluable, and something that um, is, is a great education potentially for many, many people. And so I am looking forward to our conversation uh, surrounding your n- new book, although it's coming out as a new edition, Healing with a Loving Heart, Discover the Power of Energy Healing. So that will we will be discussing. But before we really get into some of the content there, I thought it would be great to get some uh, information or have you share about yourself, your background, because it's very interesting that you're doing the healing work, yet you, you're you an engineer or you're, you have a history of work as a computer engineer. So it's very fascinating. And I think we'd all really learn from, from that part of your history. Yes, I am uh, born as a healer which means I was able from early childhood to perceive the human energy field and actually the energy field of flowers, of animals. And I am able to correct when uh, the energy field does not uh, present itself as its optimum function. Uh, At the same time, uh, I was fascinated by engineering. And namely, I was fascinated by the workings of the brain. So the closest engineering discipline to the brain was computers. So I was part of uh, the first promotion of computer design engineers in my country, which means the nuts and bolts design of the computer, which is uh, based on logic, which I loved doing. And uh, I was lucky enough to also uh, be part of, uh, in my country of origin, of the team building the first uh, computer in my country. And also, uh, I, when coming to North America, I was lucky enough to define the new technology for computer industry, which allowed eventually to have today iPhones and iPads and notebooks. So I was absolutely lucky in my profession. Uh, Also being fascinated by the brain, I uh, went for a PhD, um, uh, which was the topic uh, of it was designing computers with circuits that mimic the behavior of uh, the neurons in our brain. So uh, it's quite a combination. And sometime on my 
past in my engineering career, I also designed expert system which mimic the way people think. So we would put the knowledge of an expert in a system uh, and that system was able to work like uh, the human expert only much faster because it had it was a computer so uh, it's interesting that my interests were all around the brain and then at one point uh, doctors discovered that I had this capability of uh, healing and they started using me for complicated cases and when I was working, I found that uh, working with the brain was surprisingly easy for me, while others uh, did not work so much with the brain. Uh, and at one point in my career, I was at the peak of my career, both as an engineer and as a healer. Uh, in engineering, I was defining advanced technologies. Uh, in healing, I was working in a medical practice after engineering hours, helping doctors diagnose complicated cases uh, through uh, energy. And then I had a double brain injury, two sleep and force on ice on the same day. The importance of it is that uh, I went into a state where I couldn't remember any uh, of my languages that I speak. I speak several languages uh, fluently. And uh, plus I was in terrible pain, headaches or body pain. And in that state, when I was looking for somebody to help me recover from my brain injury, I realized that my knowledge of brain injury recovery was something that it was not available to every healer. Most of the healers that the, actually all the healers I um, met, they were not able to do the work I was doing. So it was kind of a two by four to tell me that what I was doing was important. So when I realized that, uh, I decided in my confused state of mind uh, that I am going to recover from this double brain injury. And when I am on my feet, I am going to write a book to help other people who have brain injuries by using both my knowledge of my own recovery and the knowledge as a healer to provide insights into brain injury. And uh, that was my book, which was uh, published in 2010, Heal Your Brain, Reclaim Your Life. So after I uh, wrote the book about uh, brain injury, this year I uh, released a book of, about a number of illnesses I'm working with. That is a broader book, and it discusses uh, illnesses as well as what you can do if you have a certain illness. Now, the thing is, the brain, of course... I should say, before I even say that, is that all of your life is so fascinating. It's always interesting to to hear people's stories and see the path that's gone on and how it all weaves together and, and really is so incredible and beautiful. And, and so your work in brain injury, of course, is so critical because not only is that such a 
a, a, a big thing, a major injury that happens with so many people. But to know that there is such great hope around that uh, in terms of healing, but also how the brain affects all other parts of ourselves. So, uh, so that is really incredible to have that book, that work. And now with your current book on healing with a loving heart, it, it, it leads me back to your saying how at a young age, you already knew that you had this gift. And was it, was it um, pointed out to you? Or did you just kind of have that sense naturally that, oh, well, this is just something I do. And it, it's not nothing or it didn't feel extraordinary. I had no idea I was doing it. Uh, I found out that I was doing it when uh, later on in life I went for a course on uh, inspired by Chinese medicine uh, called polarity healing uh, because I was hoping to find a tool to help my husband with his backaches. And at that course, my hands took off and I healed somebody. And, of course, I was, uh, can you imagine an engineer suddenly have your hands uh, move by themselves? You can't control them. It was pretty scary. So when I went home, uh, I told my husband, and he told me, you can go to whatever courses you want, but don't tell me about this. It freaks me out. And the next person I told was my father, and he was very calm and told me, oh, I know, you were doing it when you were seven years old. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, don't you remember when I asked you, you were seven years old, and your mom walked into a window and was bleeding very badly, and I asked you to bandage her because I, I fainted at the sight of blood. And I remembered at, when my dad was talking that I saw the cut on my mom's forehead and I felt the need to go with my finger on the cut several times and the bleeding stopped and then I bandaged her. But I didn't know the rest of the story that uh, my because the bleeding was profuse, my father called out to the ambulance and uh, when they got to the doctor, the doctor opened it up and it was he said, I, I have nothing to do here. Uh, I would have uh, done something if you would have come right away and asked my dad, when did this happen? And uh, my dad said, uh, this is, uh, two hours ago. And he said, you know what, go back. And there is nothing I have to do, just bandage, change the bandage, ask the person who did this to change the bandage once a day. And uh, as they were going out the door, the person, uh, the doctor asked, by the way, who did this? At which my dad very proudly said, my seven-year-old. <laughs> so that's the story. <laughs> and after I, found, I uh, did what I did at, uh, at that course, uh, eventually um, my doctors found out and started referring me patients. And so for a period of time, well, as you said, you would do your engineering, your computer engineering during the day, and then you would do your healing work really around that time. So you were really stretching yourself rather thinly. 
actually um, because I was uh, working all my career as an engineer at a very uh, high pace so 10 12 hours a day doing healing which uh, uses your right brain as opposed to the le- of the left brain helped me be a better engineer and it's extremely interesting that the state you have to get in in order to be an effective healer is the same state in which you get as an inventor. And I have several inventions. So the hard moment of the inventing something is exactly the state you are in as a healer. So my uh, work as an engineer made me to be very observant of what I was doing as a healer, as well as my work as a healer made me uh, much more uh, productive as a, and inventive in my engineering work. And that's then another piece of this is how it is so fascinating to know how these different parts of ourselves work in such great harmony and really uh, just fulfill so much of who we are as a living, breathing human being. Yeah, you have to have the courage to go after your dreams. That's basically what it is. Even if it looks so strange, because it looked very strange to me to be a healer. But I had to do it. I tried several times to, to stop, because I uh, you can imagine in an engineering environment, uh, you were considered kind of nuts uh, being a healer. And some people were... Uh, actually afraid of me. Oh. Uh, it's, um, some people have really strange uh, ideas about what a healer means. I think that we get into their energy field, we can find out everything about them, which is uh, not right. Uh, uh, a healer who is ethical will never get into your field unless you, you allow the healer to get into your field. So let us move in that direction about the energy field. Um, it's not a new thing for me to read about this, to hear about this. Uh, I personally don't see that, but I really I respect that it's there and that we we are energy ourselves. But I guess some of us, like yourself, have a gift of being able to really read that and see that energy. Is that right? Yes. Um, Actually, we are born with this capability. And then because of the society not accepting this capability, uh, it dims. Um, I know that in uh, Native American uh, societies, for example, being a healer is much more accepted. So there are more people who can, can do these things. Um, it's a it's a different way of looking at the world. It's a completely different thing. It's not a scientific uh, approach. It's more an intuitive approach. So the because we are so complex as human beings, uh, the way we we uh, do it scientifically, we try to uh, classify illnesses. And what the illness label is, is actually, uh, it tells you that 
with 80% uh, probability you have this because you have these 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 symptoms. But the same symptoms many times can be another illness. That's why sometimes it's so difficult, especially with people who are really very sick, to discover what do they really have. Uh, talking about this in the healing perspective of the human field, we don't have illnesses. We have irregularities in the energy field. And it makes much more sense, for example, if somebody has headaches, uh, really bad headaches which come and go, uh, that can be caused for by so many things, or an overactive thyroid, uh, uh, toxic liver, uh, just plain you didn't sleep at night, uh, and other things that happen in your body. But all of them are, are a bad headache. So it depends a lot on the doctor, how good the doctor is, how experienced the doctor is to give the right label so he can give the right medication. In the energy world, you will find the irregularity in the energy field if it's a, a toxic liver uh, in the liver area, or if it's an overactive thyroid in the thyroid area, and you don't even really care that that's where the liver or thyroid is, you care about the irregularity. You fix the irregularity, and the uh, body can function again properly. We as human beings and as a living beings are born with a program, an innate program of uh, recovery from any illness. So we are self-repairing mechanisms. But what happens when we are under stress or uh, malnutrition, the the energy field uh, collapses or it's it's, uh, not in its healthy state. And the energy field is what controls actually our functioning. And when the energy field is not in, at its best, the program which we, which we are born, the self-repairing program, cannot work. So the role of the healer is not to heal. The role of the healer is to adjust the energy field to be at its optimum to allow the healing process. So... This is such an important concept of uh, with stress. We know stress is so detrimental to us. And here with stress affecting the energy field, you said it collapses the energy field. By having that awareness, this, can we, in a way, do some self-healing to do what we can to alleviate the stress so that the energy recovers? Absolutely. Um, the easiest thing that is available to us is deep breathing. Going outside, being in the sunshine, and do deep breathing uh, in clean air is the best thing, easiest thing available to anyone. And deep breathing means that when you inhale, if you hold your hand on your uh, uh, belly, the belly comes out, and by coming out, it sucks in more air into the uh, lungs, and then when you exhale, you push your belly back, and uh, you kind of have a feeling like a 
uh, tube of toothpaste, you, you push the air out. And then again, you do it slowly. You inhale, you exhale. Do it 10 times, several times a day, and you will see how much more relaxed and how much better you can think. Your thinking becomes uh, much clearer. The other thing is walking, fast walking, um, uh, having good nutrition, again, is uh, beneficial. Um, There was a, a researcher who actually did some videotaping of a person eating uh, a green salad, fresh green salad, versus somebody else who was eating a hamburger. And the person who was eating the salad, while they were eating it, the energy field became much broader, nice colors, beautiful colors. And when uh, uh, the person... The other person was eating the hamburger. Actually, muddy colors came into the energy field, and it uh, it didn't uh, expand. So, being aware of what we breathe and what we eat is very important. Also, if you catch yourself uh, having fear, anger, envy, just ask yourself. This event, this person, how much would it matter three months from now, six months from now, one year from now? Probably you won't even remember that the person told you a mean thing. And when you are aware of it, basically the whole negative uh, ideas, the fear, the anger dissipates. This is so critically important for our life in general, and now more specifically when we're living in this very challenging time of COVID, uh, I think it's even more important to understand this and and uh, play with it. I'm going to use that word, play, if we feel somewhat uh, questioning it. But what have we got to lose except the fact that we could actually be helping ourselves and healing ourselves. And and to that point, in this... Uh, there are two big problems with COVID, very specific. One, that some people tend to watch the TV news uh, constantly uh, about COVID, which uh, is very depress- depression-inducing uh, activity. And the other one is because they don't feel good about uh, all the lockdown and the limitations, they uh, they uh, slowly became, become depressed. And one of the things they do is they don't keep up their connection. And in this time and age, we are so, so lucky to have iPhones and iPads and we can... Uh, and computers, and we can have Zoom and uh, meetings, and we can see our family and friends, and it makes such a big difference when you keep your connections versus when you you stay scared in your home. And to that point, you yourself actually uh, had COVID earlier this year, right? 
Yeah, I think I I did because I had all the characteristics of it. But I was uh, lucky, one, because I worked with somebody who had it earlier in January. Um, I had it uh, in March, and uh, I work at a distance with people, and uh, that, I think, gave me some partial immunity. And then when I had it, it wasn't as bad. Uh, plus, I all uh, I always have alternative stuff in my house to help me if I get sick. And I was able to get myself on my feet with uh, things that I knew I can test myself what is appropriate for me. So I was able to help myself. It wasn't pretty. Uh, I felt pretty bad for about uh, three days. I was so exhausted. I could not, not even get dressed or wash myself, but uh, then slowly I recovered. And so that gives you not only just empathy about it, but this awareness, and it just gives you that much more information uh, in, in terms of the energy work, in terms of being able to really cite the experience and, and deal with it with other people. So in this new book, Healing with a Loving Heart, loving is really critical. And I think you touched on that as to how we need to keep our 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 hearts, our minds open and uh, more peaceful and in a forgiving state. Yes. Um, in order to be an effective healer, one has to be absolutely non-judgmental. So whoever comes to you, you can, you are not allowed to judge their behavior, their ideas, their way of life. You can help them change it, uh, which uh, I suggest the changes they need in order to, to live a more fulfilling and healthier life. But if you start judging somebody, uh, you you yourself put yourself in a, in a situation where you have a negative uh, idea. So what you do, you basically you depress your own energy field, so you are not as effective. You have to have a healthy energy field in order to be able to help others. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the title of the book comes from uh, a little nephew of mine who is grown up right now. Uh, but one day I was working on his brother, and uh, he wanted to watch, and we were in another room. And when we came out of the room, his mom asked him, so what did Susanna do? And the little one summed up beautifully to as a five-year-old, as the five-year-olds are so direct. He said, she gave him love. <laughs> Yes. Isn't that just so simple and beautiful and accurate? It's absolutely accurate. The energy you are uh, working with is the energy of unconditional love. And that's, I think, the message or the essence of what we need in terms of our our whole life all of the time. We'd probably alleviate most illnesses if we could live in that state would you say dr stoika absolutely you don't get if you are in a state where you don't judge people so you don't get angry you don't get jealous you don't have all of 
all the fears that we are typically living with. Uh, your energy field as a, is at its optimum, which means uh, when the energy field is at its optimum, even if you get sick, you recover very easily. There is just so much of importance and value here. It's very simple, and yet there are the intricacies. And our time goes by much too quickly. I just want to say that this book is such a wealth of information, Healing with a Loving Heart. We can look at your website and get some further information. So let's share your website, Dr. Stoika. The website is very easy, healingbraininjury.com. Great. So we can get lots of uh, good information there. And I am just so grateful to have had this time with you uh, sharing this very critical information, very simple and yet really huge. So thank you so much for taking time with us this morning and giving us such important insights. Thank you very much for having me, and I enjoyed it very much. This is Mandy Ringenberg with your Sunday morning shout-out. And this week's shout-out goes to the Habitat for Humanity of Seattle, King County. Habitat for Humanity around the world brings people together. As a volunteer, homeowner, donor, or community member, being a part of Habitat creates strength, stability, and self-reliance through shelter. Habitat for Humanity of Seattle King County strives to create affordable homes, even repairs homes for low-income people and seniors, and operates discounted home improvement stores in Auburn, Bellevue, and South Center. All in all, they mobilize more than 4,300 volunteers a year through community work. They continually work on constructing, renovating, and preserving homes, advocating for fair and just housing policies, and providing training and access to resources to help families improve their shelter conditions. Founded on their simple principles, they provide local, durable places and sustain action by figuratively and literally building communities and homes from the ground up. Apply to volunteer on their website anytime or check out their community calendar to sign up for upcoming building projects. You can check out any of their humanity stores located in Auburn, Bellevue, and South Center. That's where you can buy green or gently used products, anything from furniture, appliances, to building supplies. Learn more how you can get involved, donate, or just simply see where you want to help by visiting their website. That's habitatskc.org. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dr. Susanna Stoika and Sunday Morning Magazine with Matt Myers and Lisa Hendrickson, Ph.D. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Click on the podcast tab, then Sunday mornings or inspirational women and find the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of taking the simple steps for holistic health. Have a week of the same. And then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.